Okay, hello. Welcome to episode 229 of Sack Kings Therapy. We're coming to you directly after the Cavs versus the Kings in Golden One Center, where, well, at least to my surprise, the Kings pull out a win against the Cavaliers. I believe they are the first. No, the Milwaukee Bucks are the first. Yeah, I believe they're the second seed. But after this game, I think they might have dropped. I don't know. But Yes, they managed to beat the twin tower um, of of uh, Jared Allen and Evan Mobley and also the dynamic backcourt of uh, Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell. There's somebody in the middle. I don't know who. Well, Karis LeVert, that's who it was. But yes, they are able to hold them off in, uh, in Golden One Center, much to my surprise. Fong, what were your thoughts? I mean, it was really a back and forth game. Uh in terms of defense, I say the Kings did pretty well today. Um, in terms of the Cleveland's defense, I, I don't know how what to say to be honest. And like, it's good, <laughs> I'd but say. I did feel like surprisingly for like the Twin Towers lineup, it wasn't the absolute world beater that I thought it was. Part of it was surprisingly, like they put in just Trey Lyles. They put in they basically had a shooting big out, out there at all times. Like they had Keegan at the four or Harrison at the four, whichever one you want. And, and you know, out there with some bonus or they would have Trey Lyles and Trey Lyles pulled the pulled Evan Mobley out of the paint. And they were able to more or less neutralize that advantage. I felt pretty well. However, the one big issue that the Kings had during this game, well, two, they gave up way too many straight line drives. They, they just kind of, like part of it was the guards' fault. Part of it is Sabonis just uh, not being a great rim protector. But also, they gave up a lot of rebounds this game. Oh yeah, actually, for some reason, maybe it's just the first half. It felt like we rebounded pretty well. Like we weren't giving too many second chances for the Cleveland Cavaliers, but uh, it kind of fell through in the second half. Yeah, I mean, look at listen to these insane numbers. So the Kings, I mean, okay, let's start with this. The the Cavs had 42 total rebounds, 12 offensive, 30 defensive. The Kings only had 24 rebounds in this game. <laughs> and it's it is and they were able to actually beat, you know, beat the uh Cavs because insane uh three-point shooting, 17 for 39 for 43 percent, while the Cavs only made 11. The the Cavs absolutely beat the shit out of out of the Kings inside. Again, just as I mentioned, drives to the rim. Sabonis just not being great at protecting the rim and also being in foul trouble a lot. Just, you know, d- didn't want to pick up that extra foul. He ended up with you know, he ended up with only three. So yeah. you know, hack hack some folks, man. Um Anyways, uh, but yeah, like for much of the game, like Sabonis did not want to pick up any extra fouls. So like they just, he just kind of let guys get to the rim. And then also, and then also again, like they were just small and the, the Cleveland is so big. They have Kevin Love coming off the bench, but they also have guys like Chetty Osmond who have like good size, Robin Lopez, remember that guy? They just mm-hmm. have size coming off the bench. And yeah, they dominate, they absolutely pounded us in the paint, but the Kings made up for it with just ridiculous shooting from the outside. Yeah, besides, you know, their size, our offense felt like it flowed a lot better today. Like I said, along with side with their defense. Um, I mean, guys like, let's just say Harrison Barnes actually had a really great offensive game for once, to be honest. 
yeah, like, he came in, like, he got, first of all, his shot just dropped, like, part of it, like, he gets open threes every game, that's just part of the offense, but he hadn't been hitting them, but in this game, he was hitting them, but he was also, like, you know, driving a little bit to the rim, he was drawing fouls, looking like his, you know, old self, eight free throws, you know, didn't miss two, but, again, getting to the line like that, and just being aggressive. Oh, yeah. This is the kind of Barnes we really need for out the rest of the season because, I mean, his defense, sure, is going to hold us for certain parts of the game, but part of his offense is what contributes to some of the Kings' winnings. Yeah, like him needing to him, he just needs to contribute like more on offense for the Kings to be a good, like a really, really good team. If he doesn't contribute, it's a bit tricky, but you would have to get a lot more contributions from other guys. But because he was able to bring you 20 points, nine rebounds, and three assists, like De'Aaron Fox didn't need to, you know, absolutely go off to be able to win this game. Like, you know, Kevin Herter didn't, well, he didn't, he didn't have a lot of attempts, but like he didn't shoot all that great either. But having Harrison Barnes just being effective out there is such a huge difference for the Kings. Mm-hmm. Um, also, this is the, so like Fox didn't score that much, but I would like to bring up he played great defense on Darius Garland, one for nine for six <laughs> points, however, eight assists. But like Darius Garland couldn't do anything. Like, and you know, like uh, Donovan Mitchell went off, but that was partially because De'Aaron Fox was on Darius Garland most of the time. And I thought he did a great job on, on, um, on Darius. And yeah, like this is, this is the improvement that we want to see from a guy like De'Aaron where, yeah, you can score a lot, but you know, in days like this, like they have two absolutely dynamic guards and he was almost effectively able to shut down one of, one of them. Yeah, which is good because, I mean, really, Darius Garland, <clears throat> excuse me, wasn't really able to drive or create his own shot. He had to keep on passing it to the next guy, which uh, <clears throat> really good for our defense. Excuse me, Jesus. Yeah, I've, I've been having a little bit of a cough lately. I, I've checked. It's not COVID, but I've been having <laughs> a bit of a weird cough. But, yeah, just a good defensive showing for the Kings. I do wish, like, they they need someone next to Sabonis to protect the rim. Like this game really exposed it, where the guard the guards just aren't like even if they can get by screens, it leaves just enough of an opening for a great passer like Darius Garland to you know pass it to their role man or like you know Donovan Mitchell to get a to get a bit of a scene to get into the lane or pat or dish off to somebody. The Kings do need to kind of plug that up, but they made enough plays on that end to be able to, you know, plug the bleeding for just a bit and to be able to pull the game out towards the end. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, like great, very, very gutsy win for them. I thought just they the guys, you know, certain guys stepped up like Trey Lyles had 16 points. Like he was really good this game. I thought he was good on defense. I thought, you know, he hit some huge threes. You know, everybody stepped up. Like also Chimezi Metsu. I gotta, I gotta give him props. Like I, I, I was very skeptical about him being on this roster. I even was even thinking he could be a sneaky cut, like before the start of the regular season. But like he, when they, when they had him out there, he was like you know very switchable. Like he, you could have him kind of, kind of on Darius and kind of on Donovan, and it wouldn't be you know, an, you know, barbecue chicken basically he's been playing real well and then on offense like he missed some threes he didn't hit a three this game he took two but i thought just his like his shot selection has been kind of cut down 
and he only takes like basically dunks now and, and that's what he's supposed to do and then again just really really solid on defense just a perfect role player right now mm-hmm. he's definitely making a lot more smarter plays but in my opinion the guy that i want to give a, a praise to is weak monk Weak Monk and uh, Sabonis has, <laughs> like, I think you said this in a previous uh, episode, they have some good connection with each other. Like, there was, like, three key plays during that end of the fourth quarter where Weak Monk just drives to the rim and, like, swings it to Sabonis each time, leaving uh, defenders uh, open in the, whatchamacallit, the paint. Uh, there was another one where, you know, defenders were trying to guard Sabona as well. Malik was trying to drive the rim, but instead he swings it out to Herder for that open free. Yeah, like Malik, I, I always thought like when, you know, K- guys like KC and like certain guys online say like Malik Monk's really good. Malik Monk is, you know, he can get buckets. And I thought that's all he was. He was just the guy that got buckets, didn't play defense. And just, you know, would get you stats every now and then. Like, not to diss the guy, but like a glorified Jamal Crawford, if you will. But, <laughs> but you know, Malik, he's he's a good, really, really good offensive player. Like, you know, he can shoot. That's, that's a really good thing. He's very athletic and, you know, can actually like, you know, punish switches. And then also the passing is really, really underrated. He's arguably the second best passer in, in on the team like behind Sabonis, like maybe even contending with De'Aaron because De'Aaron doesn't pass as much, but he can pass, but he's mostly responsible for scoring. But Malik's got a good feel on the pick and roll and just, you know, like just a much more complete offensive player than I thought he would be. And yeah, he brought the energy this game. That, that, you know, pimp slap that he had on Jared Allen, like just, he brought the energy. He levitated the arena and he's just been such a great energy guy for this for this Kings team. Oh yeah, definitely worth every penny. Mm-hmm. And let, let's and last guy I want to talk about Sabonis. Now Sabonis didn't he, he didn't have a he actually only had eight shots. Wow, <laughs> but mm-hmm. he was punishing. Like coming in, I was I was thinking like, oh, Jared Allen's seven feet tall. He's not gonna have us like you know he's strong enough to be able to guard most centers. I guess not because Sabonis like just used his you know his beefiness to just almost neutralize Allen on a lot of those uh post-ups and yeah he just took it to Allen drawing 12 free throws this game and more importantly made 11. <laughs> yeah I I doubt we'll ever see him miss seven in a row throughout the rest of his career right I hope to God not so yeah, like in that Miami game, you could see like when he couldn't make that and one and like each each free throw could just kind of drain the life out of him. But at the same time, he's definitely a guy that I see is who gets very, very angry with himself. At least he sees it. And you and I just get like the way that he's angry at himself that, you know, I got to come back better is his mentality. And that's mm-hmm. what I and he's proven it. He's making a lot of free throws. Although I'm not going to lie. I'm expecting some misses next game. <laughs> hate to be a negative nancy on that one but like you know what i i appreciate the aggressiveness again just making all those free throws and again just kind of neutralizing a lot of that insane length and you know he had his you know usual game being the hub of the offense only five rebounds which is weird but he was just kind of unfortunately just kind of stuck guarding like jared allen and guarding a lot of big guys and he him having to hold off a lot of them and just not being able to grab the rebound a lot of the time but you know, he was very effective, I thought, throughout the game. Oh, yeah, most definitely. 
right. Um, well, I guess let's move on to the Caps. Donovan Mitchell, absolutely unstoppable this game. 38 points. But the Kings were able to weather the storm just well enough in the fourth quarter um, to be able to survive him. But he was he was automatic for much of the game. And again, those little seams that the Kings, unfortunately, just unfortunately just will leave open for teams to just kind of abuse the right kind of guys. And Donovan is that kind of guy. He can get to the rim with ease. And then just, yeah, like with Sabonis just constantly backing up, like it was just easy pickings for Donovan, especially if, you know, his original uh, defender just can't get around the screen. He's just pulling up for threes, pulling up for mid-range. He's getting to the rim. He was a problem this game. Oh, yeah, he's definitely that kind of smart offensive player. And, uh, yeah, of course, against the Kings, he's he would go, go off and, yeah, no stopping him, sadly. I don't think we would ever have that kind of guy that can stop uh, these type of stars, to be honest. I mean, if Davion played more prop, like, he could have a better effect. But, like, yeah, he, you know, you just have to live with the shots. Like, I said the entire game, like, every single pull-up three made, you live with those shots and you just try to neutralize them on the other end by just attacking them. But, goddamn, those, t- those little guards, are like, they're a mess defensively. But, like, yeah, with that back line, they can make up for it. But, yeah, they are a mess defensively. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, let's see. What else do you want to talk about um, about the game? So, I unfortunately didn't miss the fourth quarter. I had some uh, family things I needed to take care of. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I was expecting them to lose this game. And I left the game right well like i stopped watching the game because i had to take care of some stuff right when kevin love hit the bank shot on barnes for a two-point lead and i had lost the hope so i guess just quickly walk us through that fourth quarter it's just i mean a gutsy win by the kings and just yeah hopefully they bring this momentum carry this momentum forward yeah let's see in the fourth quarter i mean cleveland was you know coming out strong in the beginning uh they were on a big run uh at one point like 12 to 2 run uh slowly dwindled back when Barnes started uh making some shots um let's talk about the weird call um real quick um so the refs call a foul on love and he was trying love was trying to draw a charge on Barnes doing a I guess his slow euro step to the basket now in my opinion I thought it was on uh what you call it. it should be a shooting foul which the refs called at first but they reversed the call and said it was on the floor. So Mike Brown, timeout, uh, you know, gives a timeout, tries to challenge, but then the refs charge a timeout to the Kings, but they didn't weren't able to challenge because according to Ben Taylor, the ref, it cannot be reversed due to being a continuation play. like i just heard a bunch of words like this is the thing i kind of hate sometimes about ref there's so much kind of random ref jargon about like why this is a continuation or why this isn't a continuation look we even me and you like we've watched ball enough to know like what's a continuation and what's not and sometimes like even if you get it wrong like let's just say you don't get it by the letter of the law for the love of God, just be consistent because I hate the way that the refs do do this shit sometimes. Like some, like sometimes it feels like they go by the letter of law and then sometimes they don't. But I, I just want them to be consistent, you know? Yeah. So that was some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, not gonna lie. Refs so far throughout most of the Kings games that we watched so far, 
it's kind of iffy. Um, but definitely with this call, man, you should have heard the crowd. <laughs> like uh, they were, they were really cursing them. It wasn't a full house, but like the this crowd was this crowd was alive. They they wanted blood. <laughs> like that's how I kind of felt about it, honestly, because like it, again, it wasn't a full house or anything, but like it was loud. Like this this Kings this Kings fan base, like you know, especially from last year, so much more life right now. Just because, like, the Kings seem like they're building something. And, like, yeah, the, I think the fans are really feeling it. Oh, yeah. I'm loving it, too. Um, so, other than that, uh, you missed a lob uh, from Sabonis to Barnes, which was a first for, I don't even know how long or when was the last time Barnes caught a lob. Was uh, it like a was it like a thunderous lob or was it kind of like a soft-like finish, if you will? I would have to re-watch it, but in terms of Barnes, I would say it's a little loud. Like you, you know how Barnes is. He's pretty soft when it comes to layups uh, and uh, dunks. I guess you could say. Look, he doesn't want to strain something. Like I mean, I mean, he's taking care of his body very well. But like, I feel De'Aaron has really learned like a lot from him because a lot of people complain about De'Aaron not going up for crazy dunks anymore. But it's clearly because you know he's learned from Harrison is like stay grounded. Like, don't strain yourself, just get the two points. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he really, he really just kind of, you know, he, he's very grounded nowadays, I guess is the best way to describe it. Oh, yeah. You don't want some unexpected, uh, you know, injuries. And uh, you want to have that long, prosperous career in the NBA. Um, this, I'm just browsing through my notifications because Twitter's a fucking mess right now <laughs> with the <laughs> verification garbage. Um, but I'm going through my notifications, and one thing that I I do want to quickly talk about, despite playing you know playing so many bigs, Rashawn Holmes did not play this game. Yeah, and he didn't play last game, which kind of more understandable since it's the Warriors. Actually, but... I d- actually not as understandable because like really? if you think about it, like Rashawn's a Rashawn's a switchy big, like he's mobile for the most part. Like I, I get Metsu's probably a little bit more mobile, but like I don't think it's a, a substantial difference. And he could have played like the five and just guarded Draymond. I mean, granted, you could almost have me on Draymond, seriously. But you know, um, just I, I just feel it's unfortunate. I guess he's just in a funk, but I think his time will come. It, it is just jarring that he didn't play. Yeah, I hope so. Like defensively, I I don't think he's that bad, but definitely, you know, seeing him on the offensive end, it's kind of like yeah, he still needs to find that kind of groove to you know, I guess, prove himself to be back in that lineup. Yeah, like I I just feel again like a lot of the play. So this, unfortunately, this is looking a lot more like the Marvin situation in a way, oh. because the, the way the reason I say that I, now I don't think. Rashawn is as discontent and just, you know, honestly, like has a very, let's just say, isn't being pumped up by, you know, people behind him or isn't like listening to bad advice. But like the idea of why this reminds me of the Marvin situation is that, you know, he was a rotation player. Like Holmes is a rotation player that basically is being kind of edged out by, you know, another player right now. And right now he's being pushed into a he's being pushed out of the rotation because he's not playing well. The the team's not running anything for him. Like remember that last year the the team was very pick and roll heavy before Sabonis got here, 
And mm-hmm. like, you know, he was the beneficiary of like Tyrese Lobs and stuff. And that was kind of him at his best. And now all of a sudden, like, you know, they make this a bonus trade. They don't, they don't play him next to Sabonis. And then also like, they're not running as much pick and roll. And like the play, and ironically, the, remember the remember how I said like they would always run a play for Mezzi each game for a lob, yeah. Like a little bit of back, they they did it this game. They run a back screen for him, and he catches a beautiful like like catches it with a left hand and guides it to his right for the alley. Just a beautiful lob, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't see why they couldn't have like do, done something like that with Rashawn. And remember last year, I was like say. Why couldn't they have done that for Marvin? They did it for Barnes one game. I remember Barnes had to come down with the ball because he couldn't get high enough. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's a bit bizarre. I do hope he finds his rhythm. I think he can help this team. But right now, like, I, I it, it's a bit jarring just not seeing him play. And, you know, um, what's um, what's Lydicia, his mom, is, you know, still in good spirits. She even tweeted out, not happy that her, her son didn't play. But, hey, we got the win, so we're happy about that. So, you know, at least it feels like she's at least it feels like the vibes are positive that way. But yeah, it's jarring. Yeah, I guess we'll have to see because, you know, Mike Brown's one of the guys that actually wanted to keep uh, Rashawn in the first place. Right. Yeah. Like he they they uh, from what I've heard from James Ham is that they, like they were OK with just trading Rashawn and keeping uh keeping Damian Jones. Hmm, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so we'll we'll see how this turns out. But you know, I really want I really want to see Rashad out there because like I feel there is a role for Rashad, but you know, with, with guys like Metsu just kind of slotting in as well as he has, and again, this is a big lineup, and he, I thought he held up decently well. Like uh, Metsu's playing well, so honestly, this might be a thing going forward, but you know, I hope he finds his groove at some point. Like Rashad just finds his way back into rotation you know, gets a few minutes and just plays well. And, you know, maybe he works himself back into the rotation. Oh, yeah. I mean, we shall see. All right. Uh, Anything else uh, you want to talk about before we call this a night? Because, you know, it's, I mean, like, right off the game, again, I was very surprised we took this game. This was the game I was circling in as a loss. So a very, very welcome surprise for me. Yeah, especially for me too, because I left during when the Kings were up 13, I want to say. When I come back, it's already tied. So I was like, okay. <laughs> so hopefully we come back. But luckily we did during that fourth quarter. So, you know, a win's a win. Okay, well, next up, we'll be facing the Lakers in LA. Uh, they just lost to the Clippers pretty badly. Mm. Wow. I just looked at ESPN's matchup predictor. 62% Lakers win. What? <laughs> are, are you sure about that? Well, not, I'm not sure about that, but what? <laughs> what? Sure. Uh, I mean, look, for, for those, though, I'm not I'm not saying I'm not encouraging you guys to gamble, okay? But if there is a if there is an over under or if there if you could put money on the Kings if they're a plus one hundred or something, put some money on the Kings. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how NBA betting works. Um, it's kind of weird in in that kind of like betting sense for there, the NBA. There's a lot of stuff you can bet on, but I'm just saying, like if they're a, if the, if the Kings are a plus, just put a teeny bit of money in the Kings. I'm pretty sure it wins something because. 
Lakers suck ass right now. And uh, uh, and also a report coming out, uh, LeBron is ex- ex- is experiencing some leg discomfort. Oh no! I, I hope he's okay, but like, because yeah. th- honestly, if he doesn't play, there's actually a better chance of the Kings losing. So, y- you know, uh, look, they they suck right now, but like this is like the Kings have in the past have been known to be a get right game, and it's a damn good time to get right because again, they fucking suck right now. Yeah, this is a game where we should be up five and six after this. I, I believe we're four and six right now. Uh, yes, four and six. Correct. So, yeah, right now we're uh, 11th. So still slowly climbing up. Um, lots of games to go. Hopefully we hit, the, in my opinion, the 41-41 mark uh, minimum. Again, I thought I always thought the Kings were going to start off a bit slow. Again, adjusting to the new offense, adjusting to the new defense. I think they will be better down the stretch, m- m- better than they are now. And you can see like some growth between them. Like just again, like last game, I just thought they just like specifically with the foul, the non-foul on Steph. Like the the Kings don't know how to win yet, and. Like, those are kinds of lessons that, you know, especially after you lose. I hope that they, you know, the king, the king, young Kings players, relatively young Kings players, like, listen, hey, this is what you need to do in these kinds of situations. And I hope they were more receptive to it. And, like, they're going to learn these lessons, like, one way or the other. And they're going to grow from it. And by the end of the season, you hope that they turn into a winner. And, like, the players start learning how to win. Oh, yeah. And I believe they will. King shot 35 free throws this game. Jesus Christ. Oh, wow. That's the kind of number that we want to see over and over again, right? And May 30. So, like, again, Sabonis hitting 11 of 12 is incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what that's what we need. And Kevin Herter somehow shooting seven free throws is pretty incredible as well. Um, yeah. I don't know yeah. how that happened. But, yeah, in a game where they got out-rebounded 42 to 24, one way to beat that is by shooting lights out from three and drawing a shit ton of free throws. Yeah. And surprisingly enough, Cavaliers had 18 turnovers to our nine and Kings only had nine. And look at this 30 assists. They made 40, they made 40 field goals and 30 of them were assisted. Mm -hmm. Like this is one of also, apparently the Kings are one of the hot, like top in the league in um, field goals assisted. So oh, they're really? moving the ball. They're moving the ball very well. And like they're they're hoping each other out. And the signs are there for their good defense. Now the or good offense, I mean, but the defense, we'll see what it turns into. Like if they're a top 10 defense, you hope that they can at least like be 20th in defense and that can get you into the at the playoffs or the play in, hopefully at least. Mm. So you know the side. There are good signs, but they need to build upon this. And unfortunately, this te- this game did have like the same themes. Like you know, they they keep they maintain control through the first quarter, second quarter, and you know, first half of the first half of the uh, third quarter. But then they start collapsing, and then it becomes a game in the fourth quarter. And luckily, this time they were able to pull it out. But the patterns are still there, and they need to iron these out again. It's about learning how to win and. These guys are learning, and again, you hope that by the end, they become winners. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Anything else you want to talk about? You want to talk about your Game of Thrones update? I'm probably going to talk more about it when I finish the season, but 
as of right now, I'm at the, or I finished the episode where Tywin and Lannister saves the day for um, King's King's Landing. Sorry, uh, actually, you got that wrong. Joffrey led the charge and the comeback against the against Stannis and his army. All hail yeah. King Joffrey! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they and they show his appreciation by his granddad taking a shit in front of like on, <laughs> on the court. That was the thinking back. That is a weird scene. Why did yeah. he have to take a shit there? Yeah, that horse. I, I wonder why like, that wasn't even uh, what you would call it uh, planned or not. But that horse just wet it all out and <laughs> just tromped away. What are your thoughts on Tywin, by the way, so far? Not gonna lie, I like him. But he's a Lannister. He is a that's Lannister. always that's always going to be the excuse. He's a Lannister. But as if he wasn't Lannister, I respect him. He's a pretty good guy. Um, so far, you know, he didn't catch um, Arya. Um, you know, being Arya. So hey, he 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 was able to see. Th- he had like you know gender vision or something. He immediately knew he was a girl. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, other than that, uh, I'm liking uh, Tyrion more as well. Uh, like I said, still a master, but as a person, he's becoming uh, like kind of, I don't know the word, but he's growing on me for sure. Well, well he is kind of like the, the, the voice of, not the voice of reason, but like the voice of just good. Like, yeah. you know, the baby face, if you will, for the most part, I, even though he is like, like, within a heel faction if that makes any sense you know like he and also the what makes him i i feel very likable i i really liked him throughout the series like i think Mm -hmm. after season one like he was my guy on the lannister Uh but like he's very clever and like one thing that makes some them you know draws you to the audience is being smart because i've watched a lot of chinese dramas where i hate the characters because they're fucking dumb Oh, uh, yeah, I don't watch Chinese drama, so I wouldn't. Come know on, Chinese people, is. pick it up, you know. <laughs> no, but no, no, you know, no shade to them, but like the, some of the characters you create just goddamn fucking stupid. But like, but Tarion is he's really, really clever, really, really smart, and just yeah, that draws you to an audience. Mm, I see. Another guy that I don't like, uh, Theon Greyjoy. Mm. <laughs> you like his sister, though he does <laughs> i mean that kind of threw me off when they got introduced so yeah, yeah. i legit that was one of the scenes where i legitimately went ew like <laughs> that really that's your sister you just fingered your sister and yeah that, that was a weird scene again the, the sister is that is a weird that is a weird relationship right there i mean he didn't know she just let it happen. So what's worse? I don't know. That, yeah, you bring it up. It's like it just all the ills. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of like that recurring, um, not theme, but it, it, the weird um, sexual tension between all these characters is uh, very different. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a very it's a very horny show, if you will. Like yeah. there's just a lot of that, so yeah, get used get used to that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. Um, over overall, like yeah, you're getting to the good stuff. I I forgot what is at the end of season two. 
I'll, I'll let you know when I finish it, I guess. Yeah, see, season three gets really good. Four is really good. Yeah, uh, get used to Joffrey. He, he'll, okay. He's around. He's around a lot. Okay, that's that's wonderful to hear. Yeah, get used to him. Uh, okay, uh, okay. What one last one last thing I want to talk about? I was listening to uh, the mismatch today, uh-huh. and assuming that the Kyrie situation doesn't get resolved, and let's just say Katie requests a trade, should New Orleans consider trading for him? And assuming. I don't think it'll happen. Assuming you somehow keep Brandon Ingram in that deal and you know Zion and CJ. How on earth is that even gonna happen? Jeez. Well, here's the thing: the the New Orleans has a shit ton of draft picks. I think I think KOC said if they trade eight draft picks, they still have seven. What? Oh, wow. Because because the draw the draw they trade the Anthony Davis trade. Wow, it's all coming up soon. Then, like not, these not soon, but like through, throughout the decade. Oh, okay. And also, this is a fun little thing. I so they have they have the Lakers twenty three pick. It's a swap. They don't technically have it, but like they have a swap, so they basically have the pick unprotected. Oh wow, okay. That could very well be Wimbanyama right now oh, with the way oh, things are oh. going. That's actually very possible, but no words on uh, any wanting trades from Durant. Uh, right now, no. They just beat the shit out of the Knicks. So okay, <laughs> I, I don't know. Simmons seems to be getting a little bit better, um, but although uh, the, the way he plays offense, I really don't like it. There are some there. He's still he's still lingering some some injuries, but like I mean, they're weirdly better without Kyrie for now, just because like the he he is like with the off court stuff and also just some of the on-court kind of behaviors like just you know not being great defensively like you know that kind of it does make the team a little worse and right now they're they're, they're looking pretty good they yeah, beat the shit out of the knicks so you know uh, let's hope they keep this up because i mean especially ben simmons i mean come on <laughs> i am so glad we didn't trade for him like that's where i'm at at this point like dude can't dude's not really good on defense he, he makes a lot of hustle plays which is good but it's again an app just such a pussy on offense, and then defensively he's not. It's just kind of show he does not really change your defense. It, it, you need a rim protector behind him, maybe like with again he had Joel Embiid behind him so he could pressure guys a lot. But like just right now he's not the defensive difference maker that he was made out to be, and just the offense is a fucking mess. Like it's, he he tried to he basically tried to be some bonus for moments and just. It just wasn't really there, if that makes any sense. Mm. Uh, well, hopefully he can find his groove because uh, Nets really need it. <laughs> I mean, other than that, it's like it's Kyrie and KD. I don't know who else, to be honest, that can uh, produce. Seth Curry was nice this game. Just mm. absolute knockdown. Can we get Seth Curry somehow. That'd be great. Mm. <laughs> well, I guess. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. So, 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 would you actually do even New Orleans if you can keep uh, Ingram, uh, Zion, and CJ? Oh yeah, I would do it. You would do it. That probably makes them into a title contender. That is, that oh, is a yeah. lot of. I, now the defense is probably going to be an issue, but like, come on, when you got that much offense, like, who needs to play defense anymore? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, 
Well, that's all I have for this episode. If you have nothing else, uh, I'm going to call it a night because uh, your boy got to get up for work, <laughs> get up for work tomorrow. So, yeah, uh, thank you guys for listening to this one. Uh, we'll catch you guys back uh, probably after Friday, um, after the Lakers game, where hopefully it's a win because, boy, it'll be disappointing if it's not a win. Uh, I'm pretty sure we will. It's going to be against the yeah. Lakers like that's that's the thing like it's a it's a quote-unquote easy game they're two and nine but the kings tend to really fuck up these kinds of games uh, i'm gonna hate um ad falling a lot i i feel like that's gonna be a running theme throughout the game yeah yeah well he's gonna draw a shit ton of fun. i want to see where lebron's at because like russ russ has been bad and good not a lot talked about how, you know how LeBron's affecting the game, mm. and I'm I'm kind of like kind of starting to lean towards that LeBron might not be, he might be not not done, but he's taken a step back where he might drop out of the top ten players in the league, and that's no bueno. Uh, it's it's sad to hear, but to be fair, he's thirty fucking eight, and we're still talking about him. Yeah, he still might be a top five player, top ten player. That's fucking amazing. But Father Time is undefeated. It's getting to him. Jason Momoa is coming for him <laughs> in that commercial. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see. He still has a lot of games to go. I mean, that's uh, is an old age. I mean, how old was... Uh, I mean, there's a lot of players that played during this age and still did relatively good but, but like still again like top 10 player like that's a yeah. of like jordan when he came back was not a top 10 player with the wizards you know yeah just i mean we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes I, i'm gonna love watching lebron not guard sabonis and having like fucking lonnie walker guard sabonis because he doesn't <laughs> want to play defense that's gonna be hilarious to watch well they're gonna put ad on him so i mean that's if ben simmons wait you said ben simmons or who Oh no no no! I I said uh, guarding oh. Sabonis. Guarding oh, did I say Ben Simmons? I, no, I I'm I, I might be a little tired. I keep on thinking we're talking about the Nets still, but no, yeah, he. I mean, Lonnie Walker. Or, no, most likely AD. I think. I, I think it's gonna Sabonis. be. I think it's gonna be AD, and you know he's gonna he he's gonna bang on AD, and AD don't like contact, so we'll see how that goes. Let's see, Damian Jones is even the. Starting line up anymore? Huh? No, they don't even play, they don't even play him for most games anymore. Unfortunately, poor yeah. Damian. He can find he's the find a groove, but I mean he it he he is who he is. Let's see, Troy Brown Jr. How how big is he? I want to say like six five, six six. He, he, six seven. Six, according to the NBA, he's not that good though. <laughs> That's a problem. But. Yeah, we we could put someone on him. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, like you know, Kings just take care of business. Like I'm always worried against against bad teams. They just you know lay an egg. All right. Well, I mean, it's getting late. We should probably get going. Um, so, you want right. to sign it off? Yeah, let's sign off. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you guys on the next one. All right. We'll see you guys later.